So welcome to another episode of the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics. I'm your co-host, Andy Mickle, my other co-host. Marcus Davis, but as I'm going by today, transfer portal Marcus. Marcus then entered the transfer portal. I'm, I'm done. Everybody entered the portal. I told you. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping with the spirit of everybody, you know, entering the portal. It's new stars, new beginnings. It's about to be a new year soon, so put my name in. Now, are you entering the team, the favorite team portal or the job portal? How about both of them? Man, say, well, everybody is named that kid. I'm just entering the job portal. Although, I may have something lined up for y'all very soon, so stay tuned for an announcement there. But, uh, have the glare ready, the decommitment layer is ready to go. Oh, yeah, that, that's been ready. That, that's been ready, but yeah, um, there we go. As y'all can see, we are one co-host shorthanded. Prayers out to Jerry. He is not feeling well right now. Don't know how he keep going to work against it. I'm going to have to have to talk to somebody at his job. Hey, stuff in the air right now. Something, something, y'all about to start wearing y'all masks over there. I don't know what y'all doing at, at, at the job over there, but some of y'all got to start wearing masks. Y'all be coming into work coughing, sniffling, and sneezing. No, you shouldn't be there, and now everybody getting sick. Y'all nasty motherfuckers learned nothing over the last two years, did they? <laughs> Apparently not. But we got a co-host filling in, who's actually Jerry's cousin. You've seen him on here numerous times. Love bringing him on. He's the co-host of his own podcast, Sauce Kick. So y'all make sure y'all follow, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe and like on Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, we got Sauce joining us tonight. How you doing tonight, man? Yo, what's good? What's happening? Go Gators. Go Gators. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say go Edward Waters, too, because I see you repping, I see you repping the, the HBCU over there. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I guess that's what we can call it, I guess. You know what I mean? I'm just, I just threw on a, it's a sweat, you know what I mean? I just threw on a practice sweat. So I'm slight. That's what we're doing. Hey, that's what you got to do sometimes. That's what you got to do. You like that. Anyways, what we, what we got cooking today, fellas? We got a good show cooking for y'all tonight. Of course, we're going to preview the bowl game, the Las Vegas Bowl between Florida and Oregon State. Well, what's left of Florida and Oregon State, I should say. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people won't be playing in this game, but we'll see. we'll see what happens. Maybe a miracle happens and uh, we rise up to the occasion. But um, we also are going to recap this weekend of official visits and recruit and really give a recruiting update on where we stand with some of our targets. But um, we'll go ahead and start with the bowl game preview. So um, now that we know that Jack Miller is going to be the starting quarterback for this game, what are y'all expecting to see? Like, how, how different do you expect this offense to look in this game? No, run the ball. <laughs> That's exactly right there. Just run the damn ball and call the day, man. It's, it's a Las Vegas Bowl. Don't get stupid. Don't get cute. Do what you do best. But give it the ball to number two and number seven. Get the hell out of there and call the damn night and call the season. Facts. I agree. I agree with that. Although you might see walk on any battle out there. Um, Who knows? Because right now he's the third string running back. That tells you. That kind of tells you where we are depth chart-wise looking at this game because you know Anthony Richardson declared for the draft. He won't be playing. 
We're not even going to get into number 11 on offense at quarterback. But you know why he won't be playing and why he's not even on the team anymore. And you have to mention it, guys. Yeah, and not even, not even worth the mention at this point. So our backup, our starting quarterback, of course, is Jack Miller. The backup is true freshman Max Brown. Third string quarterback is those two get hurt. Kyle Ingram. Lord, please don't let those two get hurt. And the, and the backup running back uh, quarterback after he get hurt is going to be Ace Wade One. Hey, man, look. If I got to be on the red out of Vegas the night before just in case, hey, look, I'll do it. Now, I'm going to be handing the ball off the whole time, but, hey, I'll, I'll do it. Man, I don't care. Billy called pass. All of that shit is going to run and get the hell out of it. I'm going to run pass. I'm going to throw going to be a screen pass. Now, this is this, this a playbook. This is what the playbook should be. It feels me, Coach. If, if, I'm, if I'm doing anything. Run left, run right, and we got one trick play. Run up the middle. <laughs> that's how That's how we rocking. That's how we should be going. This man said run up the middle. I'm dead. <laughs> So you don't trust Caleb Douglas and Jaquavion and Frazier's out there? No. no. Bro, have you seen Oregon State secondary? Yeah, that secondary is nice. I'm not even Boy, gonna... they got old boy from last chance you. Boy, that's picks it and no sir. Uh, don't even try. Don't don't even think about it. Just just run the Especially ball. with Jack Miller throwing the football. I'm not doing all that shit, man. Just run the ball. Do what you good at. And truth be told, not even going to lie, that's Oregon State secondary been nice for the last few years. So, um, because I know recently they had Nashawn Wright in that secondary, and uh, yeah, there was no throw in his direction when he was there. So he was in a hole, nice. They gave USC some hell when they played up a quarter a couple months ago. Yeah, that defense is really nice. Then they were now they they struggled against Oregon, they got down by 21. But once they made that comeback, they locked everything down and pretty much completely took took Oregon away from what they wanted to do. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge though. Just looking at this game, that's going to be my concern, you know, how this offensive line sacks up against that defense because, like I said, they're physical. They're really good. They fly around. But, you know, just get a ball to two and seven and call it a day. Like, I'm pretty sure we all agree with that. Who you – um? I was going to ask. So, Oregon was the team they upset, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, if you compare how Oregon offense runs compared to ours, what do you think we could do in a way to continue to, like, trend forward? So, what I mean by that is, like, I am really want to get to the point of, do you guys think if we make some adjustments, like, what adjustments can we make offensively to beat um, Oregon State? Frankly, frankly, one adjustment I've been wanting to make for the longest offseason – Cut some of the motion out because this offense, our receivers, we're not exactly built to be doing all this type of stuff and taking the guy and putting him in motion all the time, especially Xavier Henderson. That takes them out of the route a little bit because usually they just end up standing right there or getting a late start going out. But this is, these guys are built to run intermediate, so just line them up and just let them go sometimes. Like, cut them, don't motion as much. I know why they do it because they want to see what they're going to declare for coverages. But but the way it's – again, like, how this wide receiver core is, it's taking them out of the route sometimes. So, cut that out. I agree 100% with that. The motions, I mean, you're not really doing anything with it. I mean, unless you're going to run a reverse off of it or maybe get the receiver out to the flats in the open space, why do it? Just cut it out. 
Like, it's not fooling nobody. It's, it's really not. It hasn't fooled anybody all year long. So just cut it out at this point. Now, I look at Oregon's offensive line compared to our offensive line, and ours is bigger and much more physical. So I feel like we can get a hat on the hat and sustain that, and um, really we can wear we can wear that defense down. You got to get at least four yards to carry. You know how it is. Four yards to carry, you get a first down every time. You can wear that that defense out like that, but they're really the only two adjustments I can see us making. Because throwing the ball, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Honestly, it's in a bowl game. What adjustments are you really gonna make? To be real, just do. Just do what you're best at and just do some tweaks here and there because this is a depleted ass team. You don't have to be able, you don't have to get crazy. Just be simple. Right. And another thing I'll look at though is just overall effort. Like how like how much do they actually care about it? I don't know if they actually care about it, but even if they don't, I just want to see the effort. Like if I see early on, there's no effort. There's no, no. There's no passion out there. Hmm. I might have to cut it off real because I'm gonna know how that game is gonna go. I want to know how many practices has the team had because Billy and his staff was out recruiting last week. So, you know what I'm saying? So, they if they just played on the game. They really wouldn't. And I know for the guys that are transferring, I know some of them are playing in this game, so they're going to get a chance to increase their family chances to land at a, um, at a you know, preferably FBS or just D one, um, like new home or whatever. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, the guy Javon Dexter also who declared for draft is playing the game, so but got one last chance to put something on tape for the scouts. Wouldn't get a bad, so we'll see how that works. I'm gonna be honest. I was actually a little surprised that he said he was gonna play, but I mean, I'm glad he is. But I was a little surprised to see him say that because you know nowadays when guys declare for the draft, they skip the ball game just to prepare for the draft. But he's pretty much saying, "Hey, I want to see if I can improve my draft stock. This is my last game. Let's see what happens." I'm I'm glad to see him do it. I really am. Yeah, let's put one last little thing on tape, even though it's kind of, that's a risk, personally, because in a bowl game, how much are scouts really going to pay attention to what you're doing in it? But it's a nice little thing he's doing. Give us, give the uh, university one last little game and on the way out. And thank you for being a game call the career, Javon. That's all I'm going to say about it. Right, and uh, speaking of transfers, uh, Griffin McDowell, I know, announced he was going to Chattanooga. So should have never been a Gator. They live on the roster. I'm not going to lie to me. FCS, G5, Mullen. Yeah, you're right. Marco Ortiz, the long snapper, is going to Nebraska. But at least he went to another Power 5 school. A little, a little surprised by Nebraska because who wants to play for Matt Fool? But, hey. We, we got long snappers going to the portal now, man. That is, this is crazy. <laughs> That's y'all crazy. The portal really is long snap. It's not. It's not, it's not crazy so much as they have putting the whole statement out for them. Like, okay, that's nice. Oh, you was damn long snapper. Just slide the back door. I wouldn't even know you was on the roster, dog. Shoot, that boy Bron done slid the um. He done slid the Arkansas to play with Pittman because that's who his original recruiter was when um when he was um committed to Georgia and then when. 
Pittman left to go to Art, that's when we were able to swoop in because Heavy C, for some reason, can recruit certain linemen. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to get into to anything too specific, but if you know, you know. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I will give Hevesy credit for one thing. It's going to shock y'all. The lineman he does get, even though we don't like him, for the most part, they develop really nicely. They actually really have. Sure. A few of them have. Like, Ethan White's developed really well. You know, he needs another year. Ethan White took the facts. All Ethan White had to do was take the facts off and put some muscles on the facts. Hey man, he took a lot for him to, um get all that weight off though. Yeah, he, he put in the work though. I don't want to say that. Yeah, he, he did. So they developed pretty nicely. Um, you know, Austin Barber was one that Kevin got in on, and he looked like he's gonna be one of the ones when he when he get to starting out there. He gonna have a brick. I think next year if he um he continues to excel and prove and. Be healthy and consistent. I say break him. for real. I want that. We'll say about Barbara, even back in when he was in Trinity. He was always, Bob was always violent as hell. He just needed to work on some technique and things like that. So getting into you know, college weight room, getting stronger, get with college coaches. He, he's filling out nicely. Yeah, so I, I give him some credit there. The lineman he gets, they do develop. I will say that. Just look at the lineman that he didn't develop and put into the league, and look how much money they're making right now. That that's that's it. All you need to know right there. Speaking of lineman, Brits, shout out to Boyle Cyrus, man. He got he got his brick. Yes, got got his brick, and earlier today was named AP first team All American. So, yeah, he got the brick outside. Um, hey, offensive line recruits, look, look, look what you can look what you can do. I'm gonna say that's an easy sell right there. So the boy was G5 and it came one year in the SEC, dominated, was the first team on American. That's selling point. All that's that's the selling point. And, and here's a career stat for Osiris Storms at both Louisiana and Florida. Not one sack was given up. As a matter of fact, this year, not only did he not give up a sack, he didn't commit not one single penalty. You know how hard that is. Didn't not a holding penalty, no false starts, none of that. So, Boy Rock, he rocked down there in that offensive line. So, any, any, any team that need a guard in that first round of the draft, y'all already know where to find one. Oh, yeah, he he definitely going first. He definitely going first round, in my opinion. I, I, I just, um, it just depends on what team you know. There's a lot of teams out there that's gonna need guards, though. So, I do expect them to be a first round pick, I expect them to play at least. 12 to 14 years in the league. Maybe have a Hall of Fame career. Maybe. Maybe on that. You putting all the accolades up already. I see you. Hey, man, look. Look. We all, we all seen the work at Louisiana and at Florida. We seen the work you put in. So I think you're capable of it. And uh, speaking of recruiting, we had a big weekend of visitors on campus this weekend. Go highlight some of the names we had. Of course, five star offensive tackle Samson Oklahoma on campus. Four star defensive tackle UCF commit John Walker was on campus. Four star offensive tackle Caden Jones is on campus. Um, I know Trayon Webb, one of the commits, was visiting and helping recruit. 
Sharif Denson also. We had four-star running back Mark Fletcher on campus for his official visit. Um, we had Louisville transfer defense tackle Caleb Banks on campus, and he also committed over the weekend. So he'll be on he'll be in, in Gainesville next year. So uh, from everything we've all heard and saw, some go to you first. Wait, what's the vibe like? You know, coming out of this weekend, in your opinion. I just feel like Billy um, and his staff is at a place where they're establishing relationships with elite recruits. Now, we've seen it when they snatched um, Kamari from UGA. We saw it when we were able to get Rashada and now currently um, Lagway. Now, if that momentum is consistent, I feel like we should be able to get somebody from this past weekend now. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to throw out any names or guesses, but um, I just hope we're able to close on something now. I get everybody gets silent commits, but I want to see our staff at a point where they are having kids shut it down. Like, I understand kids have a certain day they're going to commit. Shut it down. Because what we do then is we leave these kids vulnerable. Yeah, you're on a high. Yeah, you, you've enjoyed your visit. But other schools are still knocking on the door. And somebody could offer or an, or like a crazy offer that these kids might not be able to pass up. And that little how they have for us suddenly goes away because of an offer. So I personally feel like um, the buzz the buzz was in the right place. Um, you know, we had rivals talking. You know, we had um, the fan base talking. I, I even know like yesterday, even though I was kind of like off the timeline, some people were saying don't go to sleep or whatever. Um, I guess people were expecting some recruitment news, but honestly, I just say just give these kids their moment. You know, just kind of sit back. You know, don't buy too much into tweets and cryptic tweets. Let them do them, you know, right. kind of build up some type Ooh. of um, excitement. But, like, don't go overboard. Don't get carried away. But we'll ultimately see what Billy and his staff talking about um, next week. So I was going to stay tuned to it. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, we, so right now, it's so far so good. Like, the buzz is there. The kids like it. The kids feeling the vibe. The kids like it. You, you establish relationships with guys. And not doing what you were doing like the last cycles where you would kind of try to jump in by by that time they already got relationships with like UGA, they already got relationships with Ohio State, all your rivals, anybody, everybody else except you. So you kind of on the outside looking in by the time you even say hello to them. So right now, so far, so good, but just make sure you can actually keep the momentum going and all that stuff. So hope everything's going well. I just want to see some closing. That's all. And that's all I gotta say on that matter. And also, don't you don't rush into them, down, please. God, we already seen like the trail list stuff. Everybody was going crazy over it for no reason. You got some random ass recruiting page telling people stay up, stay up. Something might happen. Like, don't do that. Let, let them kids breathe, man. It's their moment. It ain't yours. Just vibe. Yeah, just sit back, relax, and just let them do them. Let them commit on their own time. They're gonna commit on their time, not your time. It's literally that simple. But I agree with everything y'all said. You know, the vibes coming out of the weekend are really good. They're really strong right now. Um, and, yeah, I want to see them closing some of these because I know I've heard about silent commitments as well. Like, no, I want to see silent commitments turn into actual commitments and signees because National Signing Day is not this week but next week. So I want to see these commitments turn into signing, signees as well. So, 
gotta we gotta close on some of these players, like especially on the long office line. Like Samson Okanola and Caden Jones are two guys we honestly need in this class because not only do we need depth, but now that we know that Richard Garage is going to the NFL because he accepted the senior bowl invite, now you have a spot open right there at left tackle. So one of those guys could possibly come in. Maybe they can come in and start right away. So um, we need to close on some of these guys. Like I said, we got Caleb Banks, the transfer from Louisville. So that's the start right there. We need to close on Mark Fletcher. The vibes have been good there. But we need to close on him. And, you know, some of these other guys that we may that we may be um, considering, that may be considering for the, for the next week. Guys like Desmond Riggs, got to close on him as well. Because you you have you have depth issues. You need to get as many guys on campus as possible, not just in this recruiting class, but from the transfer portal as well. So um of the guys of the guys that we have left, targets that we have left, who would y'all say y'all feel is our most important target? The guy that we absolutely need to close on. Samson, Pancake. And just building off what you were saying, bro, like, even – I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I said I wasn't going to, like, go into details, but I feel like Rick's is LSU because on his Bama visit, he was throwing up the – while on the field. Like, somebody recorded, and he was, you know, throwing them there. So, I feel like guys like Rick's is something we need because of the talent. And also, since we ended up not getting um Kermani due to that situation, but – Personally, I feel like um, our DB class is still good, regardless of Ricks. But um, we need trenches, man. We're losing 76 and Osiris to the draft. So we need somebody to fill in on that left side. And I feel like Sampson can do that unless we move Barber to the left side. But regardless, I feel like that's our biggest target. Now, Fletcher could add depth and talent to our running back room with Webb. You know, because I don't really know any, like, big-name running backs in the portal. So I feel like Fletcher is a need despite him OVN to Miami this week. You know what I mean? But um, I like the tight end commit from Stafford. That would be huge because I don't like our tight end room. Like, outside of Zipper. Will got tight end room. Bro, it's terrible. Like, I had an expectation for Elkins. Like, I heard so much about him from camp. I saw a clip or two of him in practice. You know, I was believing, like, oh, yeah, this guy's legit. Like, yeah, we got somebody. It's like LaTroy Pittman all over again. Boy, he ain't about LaTroy Pittman, dog. <laughs> you know it's bad if you bring up LaTroy Pittman. But, uh, yeah, I, I forgot to add Jaden Platt, the Stanford commit, tight end commit, that was also on campus this weekend. And, uh, honestly, I would honestly say watch for him because I think that's somebody that we very well could flip very soon. You know, it's hard to – I'm going to reiterate this to everybody – it's hard to turn down Stanford when they come call you. Especially if you really care about your academics like that, it's hard to turn them down. It's hard to say no because a degree from there will take you places. But, look, I look at it like this. I agree with Sauce. Our tight end room right now is not good at all. And he's somebody that I feel like could come in and I don't know about play right away, but I think he'll work his way into playing, playing right away. Don't the only tight ends I trust right now in our tight end room right now is Keon Zipper. And that's it. I can't even say Arliss right now because he wasn't able to play this year. So adding a guy like Jaden Platt would be 
would be huge. And I agree. Our number one target that we have got to close on is definitely Samson Oklahoma. For the exact reason Sauce just said, we're losing 76 and 54 on our offensive line. Samson can come in and start right away at left tackle. Now, who we get to fill in at left guard, maybe you could put Richie Leonard there. And as a matter of fact, I believe he's actually going to start at left guard in the bowl game. So maybe maybe put him there. If not, I don't know about that one, though. I don't know about that one. Might go to Porter and see and get a left guard out the Porter if there's any in there. Uh, so, what, what you gonna do next to play Cameron Waits at left guard if he's ready? Who knows? I don't know if you see too many six foot eight, 375 pound left guards. There you go. No, no, no I, yeah, six foot eight. Yeah, yeah, he attacked. Yeah, he attacked. He's gotta be <laughs> That's why you get Samson. That's why he's the most important because he is a guy that I don't have to have questions about. He's big, he's physical, he got the feet, he's got the athleticism to, to lock that left tackle spot down for three, four years. So you gotta go get him. Like plan something. Absolutely have to get him. The biggest need in this class, like I said. But um so if you how can I put it? So Right now, our current class, I think, if you look at it, they're ranked number nine overall. So if we close with guys like Samson, we close with a guy like Desmond Ricks, we close with a guy like Caden Jones, guys like Jane Platt. With the with this current class, you got a great recruiting class. Now, does it need does it need to be better than top ten, top five? Yeah. That's why I'm segueing into the commitment that we got from DJ Lagway last week for the 2024 class. That is a commitment that is monumental because elite players want to play with him. You see already guys like Jeremiah Smith already talking to him. That's the guy that's been in Ohio State League for, what, a year and a half, almost two years now? Same with his teammate JoJo Trader. Having a guy like Lagway committed, you could you could get guys like that on campus. They can say, "Hey, you know what? I want to play with this guy. Let, let's stay in the state of Florida and, and make them into a national championship contender again." Got a guy like DJ Lagway. That that was one of, if not the biggest commitment that Bill Napier's landed so far already. Because I'm looking at the guys he could bring with him. Now, what was y'all reaction? You know. Like, what were your thoughts when you saw him act, when you saw him commit last last I'm gonna say Thursday last Thursday? Thank God he committed. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's that's the biggest recruit a quarterback recruit we land since I don't know when. Tebow. Like, that's Tebow. In terms of like star rating, is the highest rated since Driscoll. But I ain't gonna talk about him no more. But anyway, but yeah, that's a guy that that's a that's a headliner for your for 2024, and it's already it's only December 2023. So you got a whole year and change to build some more relationships with guys because it starts with him. You have him as the headliner. You got Miles Graham in this class, so that's a damn good start already. So you want you want to have guys that gravitate towards players like him. I now, don't want to. I don't want to um, get to the point where we're we're forgetting about Rashada. But at the same time, um, like, getting a guy like Lagway was cool. Now, me personally, I have faith in the staff to get him. 
But to me, it was like a, a sigh of relief because you don't have to worry about the fan base having meltdowns, Billy having to drop another, um, you know, letter of the state of the union or state of the program, whatever you want to call it. Um, I honestly feel like it shows that Billy and his staff can close. It's just more so about us getting active with the Gator Collective. So if you're listening and you're not a part of the Gator Collective, you guys need to join. Um, honestly, whatever you can is needed, but we need to be able to um, have um, money raised so that when these guys come to campus, you know, they're taken care of. Like they need to have something that attracts them to you outside of just playing and things like that. So with NIL, like it's a perfect opportunity to reward our student athletes for their success and everything that they've accomplished to get to UF. And as they progress through their career, you know, they have the funding to back, you know, what they do. But um, honestly, Lagway really sparked something. Now, Rashada was the start, but we didn't really see much after Rashada until like Lagway, which I feel like is cool. But I feel like Billy and his, and his staff, you know, they put on a good show this weekend, but fireworks need to, you know, I mean, it needs to get going, or we're going to be in a point where fans are questioning Billy again. They're ready to fire him. People are not satisfied because honestly, I feel like the staff needs to get to a point where they're constantly hungry. Like, don't get satisfied because you get one commit. No, keep going. Build around them because who, like, who else is around Rashada? Yes, we have Wilson. Yes, we have Gene. Yes, we have Mizell and guys like that and Webb, but. You can't just be satisfied with that because I was even telling people when they were bringing up our raking, um, like our recruiting average, they're like 92.9 um, is the highest we had since 2010. Okay, keep going. Like 24 7, rivals dropped us from number nine to, or number seven to literally number 11. Like our, we were the only class to drop, and no other school really got a commit that caused that big of a change. So, like, we need to climb back up and get our average back. Like, we should be out recruiting Miami because they went 5-7. and seven. Like, we have a new – we have a top 10 um, win at home. We are bowl eligible Billy's first year. Like, we have the resources, the money. Like, we need to close. And that's that's just how it goes with the recruiting aspect. That's what this damn school is, you know – you miss out one player, everybody's ready to get the pinch points out and fire your ass on the spot. So you got to keep the momentum going. Like, it's got, oh, it, can't, it can't get to a point where you get behind after you get the player. All of a sudden, okay, you get the guy, get the, get the next guy. Get the next guy. Talk yeah. to the next guy. Like, you, you have to keep going with it. I agree with that wholeheartedly. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And also, 24-7, um, Stop dropping Florida commits every time they commit to Florida, because we we all we all see what's going on. I mean, Ro- Roger Robinson was a UCLA commit and wasn't even the top one hundred player. All of a sudden, he flipped to Georgia. He become the top one hundred player. Yeah, we know what's going on. That's all I'm gonna say. Y'all chill out with that. But um, because that's the other reason why they dropped why Florida dropped. But um, yeah, I agree. And um, I don't want to forget about Jay Rashad either because. I honestly feel like that was the start of it. Flipping him from Miami after um, losing out on him earlier. That Pretty was publicly on my head, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. So that was the start of it. And then you, you get a guy for 2024 after him and DJ Lagway. Now your quarterback room looks a whole lot better than it does currently right now. 
going in, you can be more confident about your quarterback room. And like I said, they're going to bring guys. They're going to bring guys with them. And I love the guys that we have around around um, Rashada. I do, but I agree with us. You got to keep going. You got to keep adding to it. And even um with Lagway, the recruiting class um that you can potentially bring with him, you can completely flip this roster in within what two years and build the championship roster. So I agree, you got to keep going, you got to keep recruiting, you got to close. You got to close on these guys because NIL is a big thing now. So, like you said, we have the money, we have the resources. You got to use them. It's that simple. So, looking at um real quick with the 2024 class, now that we have Lagway, who would you say for y'all, in your opinion, is the one guy you definitely want to add? For me, it's, I'm going to go ahead and say it, it's Jeremiah Smith. It's not a question. I'll put Jeremiah Smith all day, every day. Get those a trade, too, if you can. I agree. Now, that's the guy I was thinking about, but I want to try to think of somebody else. But I don't really – I can't really think of 24. I know a, a little bit of 25. I know a little bit of 26. But 24, I'm not sure. I have to, like, truly look. Um, I know there was a running back um, I saw. I liked his tape. I have to go back and find his name. But um, he's a – He's a coveted blue chip. Um, all the in-state schools want him. Some of the the elite um, power five and playoff contenders have offered him as well. But I'll have to go look for his name so I don't make a mistake. I think I know his name. I can't remember his name. I, I think I, when you describe him, I think I know who it is. And I don't know if it's like Casey or Tate or something. I forgot. It's something like that. It's something like with a C or a Tate. I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, I I would say for me it's Jeremiah and JoJo. I would take JoJo Trader as well. But also along the offensive line, um, got um got to bring in guys there too. Um, can't remember his name. It's a couple of blue chip offensive linemen I went to, but um, yeah, you gotta add, you gotta add to it and um. Going back to 2023, I said just finish, just finish off with, with Fletcher, finish off with Sampson, and finish off with Caden Jones. Just, anybody that you can get to finish off this class, get them. Do whatever you can to get them. Now, I kind of want to go into the transfer portal as well. And so as I know what you're looking at, they try in that group chat. So, um, oh, that boy got a son, y'all. No, I don't. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So, and if y'all and y'all seen that picture, that twelve, that alleged twelve-year-old kid that's got a full-on mustache and a tattoo on his arm, that kid's not twelve. That's no, that is your twin, bro. That is your twin, bro. This kid bro. is not twelve years old, bro. That's your twin, dog. You, you can't deny it. Yo, bro, he, he got your facial features. He got your skin tone. He got your bro. He got your nose. First of all, first, bro. He got your head shape. Your complexion. No, he don't. <laughs> oh, Stop. Why are you denying this so much, bro? Don't don't act like that boy ain't kidding to you. Bro, all, this is your cousin, dog. Okay, you said it's your cousin. All, this man is like 45 years old. He is not 12 years old. What, what, y'all went to school old? together. What you mean? Y'all graduated oh. together. What? what? Y'all had homemaking all together, bro. What you mean? Both doing homemaking, making pancakes and all that. Nah, for real. So y'all can chill with that. 
But the, what twelve year old you know got a full on mustache and a tattoo on his arm? Your you know son. Nah, bro. Nah. Your son. Absolutely. Y'all don't 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 let don't let them do this to you. Don't let them lie to y'all. Don't let them lie. No, to you don't lie to yourself, and you don't lie to us, man. You keep it real, bro. I am. It's three ninety nine to keep it keep it a bean, dog. Three ninety nine. America. To the American people out there that's watching the big line, don't even bro, stop, stop denying your son, bro. Don't even pay no attention to him. Stop denying oh, it, bro. That's he's you. He got your head, your nose, your skin tone, your lips. You can, he got every every single facial feature you got, bro. Stop denying it. You are not the father, and I'm gonna hit the pretty on stage. That's all I'm gonna say. They throw your hip out while trying to do it. Yeah, talking about the transfer portal real quick. Um, first of all, I saw Theo Weiss end up going to Missouri, so that was a little surprising to me. But um, quarterback that we're all familiar, we've all been talking about, finally entered the portal today, and that's Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall. So, of the quarterbacks that we know of that are in the portal. Right now, you have Spencer Sanders, you have Devin Leary, you have Grayson McCall. The other name that we've been hearing, he's not in the portal. He's actually playing in the Cotton Bowl 14 lane, Michael Pratt. There's rumors, there's smoke that he may enter the portal as well. So if he does enter the portal, looking at those four quarterbacks, because it looks like those are going to be the guys that we look at to add for next season, which one would y'all take? I'll take McCall. I'm cool with Pratt if he if that ends up being the option. I'm gonna be real with um Pratt, like looking at his film, he does something as well. And I feel like that's a guy Billy would go after. Now personally, McCall is a gamer, like he's a baller. But out of for me, I'm I'm down to Sanders and um McCall. Like personally, that's me. Now I wanted um my boy Sam Hartman. Like I've I've been high on him since the draft. If you follow me on Twitter, you can search my tweets. I've been talking about Jet since last year when he led them to the ACC championship. Like that boy's a gamer. But back to the actual options, I mean, we just need somebody who's one and done, somebody who can make the throws um the AR can't make, know when to keep and give an option, and we're eight plus win team, literally eight plus, like that's it. Like I'm for me, I'm not looking for a natty right now. I'm not looking for the SEC championship, even though that would be nice. That would be cool, but we just don't have that roster yet. The talent isn't developed yet. They're not there. They're not ready. So to me, that's an unrealistic expectation. But McCall or Sanders, we can win. I think um, I think Pratt can get it done too if that's the guy. But we'll see. We don't we don't know yet, but we'll see. Yeah, it's the thing about it is you gotta be. <clears throat> Are right, okay with knowing that whoever we land for, they are stopped that for a year, and even want to be young guys who shot in black wing when he comes up on campus. So just get him, get a guy that can make some throws. Like I just all said, get you eight wins, be a much improved team, and call it a year. Now, me personally, I would take McCall out of all of them. I think he's the best option by far. Sanders, he has experience. He's played in championship games. He's played in big game, big rivalry games. He knows. He's played power five, all, all that jazz. McCall is probably the more talented player, and I'll probably take him in a day. But Sanders, I'm perfectly fine with. Pratt, too. I like Pratt's game sometimes. A little bit less than them, but I like him as a player. But, again, McCall's my guy. Yeah, if Pratt enters the portal, I like I like him, and I like what he brings to the table. 
And um, yeah, he can do a lot of things really well. And if you don't know, he was the the AEC Conference Player of the Year this year for Tulane. So you're getting a guy that's very competitive, that's really good at what he does. But um, the options that are there now, Grayson McCall is is the guy that I would go after right now. I, I feel like with Grayson McCall, you're getting a guy that's not only willing to run, but he can make all the throws. Like you say, you just need a one year guy. That's that's all you need. A one year guy that after that one year, he can give the reins over to Jay Rashada. And I agree, we don't have the roster right now for an SEC or national championship run, but it also also depends on what you do in the portal, not just at the quarterback position, but at other positions as well. Because we're gonna need a couple of receivers too and one that entered the portal today was a shock to me, even though I don't think we have a chance to get him. But Aaron Anderson from Alabama saw he entered, he put his name in the portal today. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes to LSU, but I was just gonna say that I feel LSU for him. Um he, honestly I thought that's where he was gonna go out of high school. So we'll see, man. We'll, like we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And if I'm gonna get any of them Bama receivers, uh yeah, um JoJo Earl still out there. I'm gonna leave it at that. JoJo Earl is still out there. Harping on JoJo Earl. <laughs> I need that speed on my on my roster right now. Right immediately. Uh, I'm pretty sure whole day will be out on him. We already know what he can do somewhere else, but Earl's cool. I like him all right. Wait. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Christian Leary commit to UCF? Yeah, I was just about to say that boy, bro, Gus getting a little bit of um portal success, even though it's not getting him over the hump. Like he's been a solid eight nine wing program, so um, he's been respectable. I mean no. Yeah, I mean getting a guy like him, hey look, I like it. I like I like the move, but um yeah, we, we need to start landing some of these guys. We we really do. We need to end on. Well, as of right now, you're gonna be in on the quarterbacks that we've contacted. We've contacted um Devin Leary, we've contacted Keon Slovis. Don't no, I do not need Slovis on my campus. I don't need that on my campus. And oh, by the way, speaking of transfer quarterbacks, Wisconsin transfer quarterback Graham Mertz was also on campus this past weekend. I don't need that. Show right now, I'm shaking my head for a reason. Graham Graham had a nice couple games his freshman year that went down after that. I, I don't need him. Respectfully. Yeah, respect. Look, Graham Mertz, understand he was the MVP of the All American Bowl a few years ago. Had a great freshman season. Oh, say, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say great freshman season. He had a great freshman couple of games. Yeah. Um. Don't need that. So um yeah, of all the guys that um we we've looked at, McCall's the guy for me. If we can't get him and Michael Pratt in his supporter, I'll take him too. Mm-hmm. I would say Devin Leary, but what worries me is durability. Like his durability is just it just hasn't been there the last couple of years. And initially he's coming off from shoulder injury where he missed the rest of the season. 
So you're at the point where you pretty much don't even know whether he's going to be healthy going in the spring. So looking at that, um, right now the quarterback position is a little, little dicey. A little. It's a lot dicey because we don't need um, we don't need to have to throw out Jay Rashad as a true freshman. I don't want to ruin his confidence. I don't want to do that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought about it, but I think I'm gonna recant my statement. I don't want him to play, but if he has to, I'm confident that he'll pick up and adjust to the game. But I know we put a lot of emphasis on quarterback and. It doesn't matter the level of football. That's something that is always talked about in high school, college, and pro. But for the Gators, I feel like we really need to update and upgrade in the safety room. Like DB, we, we know we know we need some outside guys. We have plenty of guys who can play nickel. But as far as the rest of the defense, we need some safeties. Like we need somebody who can play assignment football, help out our receivers in the zone, Make the hit, make the pick, whatever. Like that's something that we lack. And I know with McMillan leaving, it kind of hurts because like you could literally compete for a starting job. But I'm not gonna get into the politics or anything like any like outside or like outside noise or nothing. But um, that's somebody that that hurts to see go. But I don't really trust 16 and 22. Those are guys that I want. You gotta go. Because not only do we got no guys having uh, the um, the begin zone, we need guys that know how to play zone. Because there's way too many guys that don't know the assignments out there, freelancing, covering grass, not making tackles. It's, it's too much of that shit, bro. We need actual, actual fashion tape on the roster. Now, I want guys who don't give a damn about Instagram. Excuse my language. Like I want somebody who doesn't take social media seriously. Now having a brand, I understand, but you only care about pictures, captions making play like you, you care about you know looking good like that's cool and all but what about actually contributing being consistent knowing assignment football like you said knowing how to fucking play knowing your role knowing your position knowing your coverage knowing your assignment and not blaming freshmen for your fuck ups when you're on the road losing to Tennessee. Yes trading I'm talking to you so please text me next. We we can we can definitely hash it out. Please take heed to that advice for real. Take heed. Like you can text me again. I'll tell you the same thing. Because, see, my thing, bro, like, I feel like Dean would have helped our team out a lot better if he was back at outside or if he was a nickel corner. Because when he played DB, like, as a freshman and sophomore, you could throw on him. And he made tackles. But you move him to safety. It's ugly. Like, honestly, I feel like he would have probably turned out better being at Auburn. Like, I'm not saying that I, I didn't like him being here. I'm not saying he's a terrible kid or anything like that, but liability, 16 liability. Like, he, he go for fucking kill shots, missed a whole daggum tackle, 22 state injured. I don't know what happened to him. It's like COVID year. That boy was snapping three turnovers versus Georgia. Like, that boy was lit. Like, he going, like, head-to-head with the crib. But then it's like he pull a 180. So, if, if them guys, that's all they got to offer. Yeah, because he was surprised scratching the Florida State game. We found that out early. We're like, wait, what? Like, why is he not playing? We didn't even know that he was hurt. So, yeah, I, I agree. And on um, losing McMillan, that does hurt in the sauce. I think we both know why we lost him, but, yeah, I ain't going to get into that. But um, I don't know. That, that is what that is. I don't know nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Don't put me in your inside scoop. Uh, Sauce so, so oh, a fan, and I'm a proud member of the Gator Collective. That's all I can tell you. In, in the Ace Wave verse, join the Gator Collective. Uh, if you have I don't already. know. I don't know, Nathan. Don't don't put me in that. Hell no. Nah. I don't talk to nobody. Nobody talk to me. He ain't got no piece of information for you. Hell no. Nah. Join the Gator Collective. Join the Gator Collective. The link is in my bio. You go to it. Hit that link. Join. 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 Immediately. Or else Ace Way will come to you. Come to your crib. Hey man, don't be putting me up in that. I ain't coming to nobody's crib. <laughs> You guys, everybody got that say, join, join, join. Sounds a little forceful to me, sir. That kind of time now. Oh, now you can roll up to everybody's crib, but uh, I ain't doing. My name is Paul. That's for y'all. I don't know nothing about that. I'm a, I'm a problem already. Nah, uh-huh. I'm trying to throw me in the. Nah, that that you you roll up to everybody's crib. Yeah, I'm just gonna make some phone calls and send links. That's all. Like a, like a proud collective member that I am. Miller does that does hurt because I felt like I agree he could have competed for a starting job. And honestly, I think he should have been playing over um six over sixteen to two. Yes, yes, bro. Oh my god, bro. I've been every time. Bro, I hold my tongue on a lot because I try to step away from this like identity of being like a crazy like sports fan on social media. But, like, bro, that was one of my takes, and I deleted Like, I had it posted for, like, two minutes, and I deleted it. But, um, but seriously, bro, like, straight up, like, 13, flies to the ball. He's not afraid of contact. No, I haven't really got to see him. Actually, I lied. I saw him cover well in the spring game, even though that's the spring game. But, I mean, I expected to see more of him, but. I to- I totally thought that he would tough it out, but it is what it is. Business decision respected. On to the next. Yeah, them's the breaks. Yeah, I, I, that that one. Like I said, I'm I'm not getting over that one. I'm not getting over that one. He should have been playing. He would have probably been our best safety if you ask me. And not only do I feel like he should have played, but um. I would have liked to have seen Jordan Young a little bit more out there in the secondary. Um, Jalen Kimber, when he was out there, was making plays. Devin Moore was, at one point, about to be starting opposite Jason Marshall before he got hurt. So I like the guys we got coming back. Devin Moore coming back next year, I think, is one of those spots. Oh man, it's just you you gotta find you gotta find ball hawks and playmakers at the safety position because we we haven't had that honestly since I'm showing my age going back this far. Reggie Nelson. Guy that you just know is gonna take away everything in the back end at safety. And we need one of those eraser kind of kind of guy. Like they ain't calling the eraser for no reason. Yeah, we're not even in the Marcus May days anymore at this point right now with safety. Even Marcus May kind of gave glimpses of Reggie Nelson when he, when he finally put it all together. Nick Washington. Nick Washington. Yeah, we're not even in Matt Elon days. But Matt Elon, that's another one. That's another one. Cody Ridge. Hey, man, he was good until he transferred. Didn't he go to, like, didn't he transfer to, like, Notre Dame? 
Marcel Harris. Donovan hey. Steiner. I see what you did there. <laughs> hey, don't do Steiner like that. Before That's that last COVID cool. year, before hey, that COVID year, listen, Stein, hey, Steiner and Dean, them, bro, them boys look like they had pro careers on, like, in the future, like, if that makes sense. Because, like I said, Dean was good as a freshman. Steiner was piped up 18 and 19. Like, Steiner was him. But 2020? Hey, man. You know how it is with grandpa defenses? The longer you win, the worse you get. But I look at it like with Steiner, every time, as as, as much crap as people used to give him, every time you needed a, to- a takeaway, he gave it to you. I went to the LSU game in 2018. What happened? Interception is when LSU was dropping. Always made plays like that. It didn't matter. He always made plays like that. Always. Just around the football, one of them guys that you, you put out there, he's going to make the plays. So we need we need one of those guys out there. We do. That's, yeah. that's something we've been missing for years now. And until then, like the back end of our secondary, the middle of our secondary down the scenes, they're going to pick us apart until we get some until we get some playmakers back there. Like you need you need actual playmakers, not just guys that's gonna make tackle. You need actually actual guys that's gonna make plays on the ball. Yeah, I got to the point where I'm just hoping for the bare minimum they can make a damn tackle or they can be in the, the correct zone. I need real playmakers. But anyway, I digress. Most of we got on the doctor, bro. I would bring up basketball, but uh yeah, um No. We 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 all saw that UConn game. We we all saw that. Who's so, we? W E. Oh you mean Y A double L? You mean W E V the boys? What do you mean? <laughs> Although I will say, shout out to the women's basketball team getting the big road dub over Miami yesterday. Shout out yeah. to them. Shout yeah. out to you. Even though I got a, even though I got a girl cousin that played for the UN women's team. Hey man, I will say that. What, what was her last name for Mike McCavender? Man, that girl can play. I'm telling you that. Bro, now. two is her, bro. Two is her. I forgot her name too, but she liked that, bro. Yeah. And shout out to Coach Kelly, bro. The ladies are ten and one, and should be looking to be ranked this upcoming week. So yes. let's be on the lookout for that. They should be. Rank with their ten and one record because they've been beating a lot of teams. I think they play their next ranked team in like two weeks, like after the week after Christmas. Right. Shout out to Kiki Deans for stepping up, especially in the fourth quarter and overtime. Big time plays on both ends. The block shot, um, <laughs> to set up their out of bounds play to try and tie the game. Big time plays by them girls. Um. Man, they, they look good. They look really good right now. Kelly Ray Finley's got them girls going in the right direction. Um, I'm looking forward to watching their games. I, I got to find out when they play next. But um, I'm looking forward to watching their games. It was great to see that crowd just file out of Miami. They act, they had an actual crowd there. They ain't like football games where there's only two people in the stands. They actually had more people in, in the stands for this game. Two people whose tickets cost like a buying $2. Two two people who tickets that they got free when they went and bought a Whopper at Burger King. Well, so, I know y'all talking about Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard Whopper. I was like Miami. 
Yeah. Um, back back in '75, they was doing that. They was getting free tickets away. You couldn't even get them things away back in the days. Yeah, you literally had to buy a Whopper to get a ticket. So you was, you was doing the, you know, the, the new uh, Whopper commercial. That, that's how you get the tickets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a crowd that was nice to see them filing out all sad. Um, and they said that was the first matchup they had, both teams had in 12 years. So that was a little surprising to me. I, I didn't know it was that long since they had played. But I, was like, yeah. I know we don't be playing Miami like that, but damn, 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. Like, I I didn't know that. But it was nice to get a win over them. Maybe that's one of possibly many wins over Miami. All I'm saying is I'm never going to have energy for a team that we never play. I don't know why they got so much energy for us, but, bro, yeah, like, get, a real, get a real stadium that we'll call. That's all I'm going to say about them. Yeah, like, I, I just wonder, what did we do to deserve that kind of energy? Like, we didn't do nothing wrong. So, when when there's an offseason, there's a balance. You have big three Twitter. And key, the key essence, the key word in this is three. So, there's Florida – Florida State, Miami. Now, boom, it's like an equation. It doesn't matter which way you flip it. It doesn't matter which way you flip it. Everybody's going to have a chance to go at each other. So when Florida State decided to take the summer off, they focused on replacing Mike Norvell. They focused on what Deion Sanders was doing at Jackson State, how he was a piece of shit for taking Travis Hunter. That left Miami and the Gator fan base going back and forth. Whose coach is going to be better this year? Who's going to have the better record? Who's going to recruit the best? Who's going to get Cromani? All different conversations, things that took place around this time last year up until now. The only thing that's changed is the year. People's weight, people's comments, people's opinions. That's pretty much the only thing that changed. Now, Florida State is back in the equation, but nobody takes them serious because they didn't beat anybody. You know, this was the worst Miami team in years, the worst Florida – well, one of the most back and forth Florida team I've seen in a while, like a team that shows promise, but then turns around and shits the bed. So like, you know, so that's what caused all of this. Now Florida State is not even talking that loud. Like even when they beat us, they tried to troll, but their trolls weren't funny. They didn't. They ain't hit at all, really. No, all they did was retweet tweets or try to quote and say, um, "Tap in" or what was that like? That's not a troll, bro. Like, and now they're hyping up transfers they're getting that may not be as good as people tried to make them out to be. See, that's the thing. Norvell looks like Dan Mullen with losing records as a head coach. Like, that's really the only difference. And also, you look at um his success as far as calling plays. I don't know if you guys see, um, watch Florida State games. But Norvell looks checked out and nervous throughout the whole game. Like, he has his arms like this, and he's – it's like he's watching a scary movie. Or, like, he's watching a real movie that, like, has you on the edge of your seat. Like, that's how he looks. He was, that, yeah, he was doing that in Tallahassee. He was literally doing all all of that. They even showed him on the big, on the big screen. On the, well, it ain't that big of a screen. But they showed him on the screen in the stadium, and he was doing all of that. Bro, yes. He so, got we tied the game at 38. He was sweating bullets. And that's the whole point I'm trying to make, bro. Florida State fans are inconsistent. Miami doesn't matter how trash they are. They're up talking. They're there. 
our fan base, four wins, six wins, seven, eight, nine, ten wins, we're we're there. Yeah. So it's it's like an equation. If you don't have that one variable, your product is yeah. your product is not there. It doesn't it doesn't work. So it takes Florida State to be in balance. I mean, to be balanced and have logical and irrational conversations. So that's my thing. All I'm saying about Florida State though is these transfers are nice and cool. Shout out to them for getting them. But the actual recruit, they're recruiting their own players. They're gonna have to actually recruit that until I take them serious. Yeah, you need more than the transfer portal to gain success because let's say Norvell continues to recruit just the portal. Let's say those portal guys get hurt. What about the depth? What about the talent? You see what I'm saying? You are almost at 10 wins, and your recruiting class isn't nowhere near the top 15. It's not top 10. It's not top five. Like Miami, a team you fucking dog walk. Excuse me, language. A team you embarrassed. Is out recruiting you. And the thing is, it's like Miami takes recruiting seriously, even though their class is flawed. You know what I mean? So my my whole take is, how are you letting teams like that out recruit? Be in front of you and recruiting. Like, you should build up your best season in years. Exactly. But, like, you don't want the boys, but at least they try and recruit. Like we've seen this, how this movie ends with Dan Muller. We've seen how it goes. You can transfer portal this, transfer portal that. But if you're not recruiting your own people, and you're not staying on business on the trail to get guys who are going to be three, four years, maybe sometimes even five. As soon as the transfers leave, you're screwed. Right, and um. And speaking of their top recruit is High King Williams, who's a five-star receiver on most services. I'm gonna just use one word to describe him. Overrated. That's a lot of that. He, he's overrated. First of all, oh, it was good, Jay Money. It was good. Nice of you to join us tonight. But um, yeah, he's overrated. And the reason why I say that is just look at the level of competition he's playing at Stranahan, and it's, it's like he's going against 12-year-olds out there. Like, picture Arch Manning going against that. The, well, what number was that dude? Number 20? We will, I was like, we don't have to picture Arch Manning. We know he's playing against two-year-olds. <laughs> the, 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 hey. Imagine that in the state hey. of Florida. Pretty much what's going on. Hey, Mark, you sure what he said right? Mm-hmm. 12 years old? No, really? <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> <laughs> bro, when he said that, I looked. I was like, "This okay. Anyway, what I'm hey, trying, what I'm trying to say is, you got a son. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Got someone that you like you. He got. He, he resemble you. No, no, he doesn't. But he what? Take I'm, he takes us after you. The level of competition that he's playing against is not that great. It ain't like he's playing against schools like, you know, I'm going to throw Trinity Christian in there because, I mean, let's be honest, that's a powerhouse regardless. He's not playing against schools like that. He's not playing against schools like St. Thomas Aquinas. He's not playing Lakeland. He's not playing against schools like that. Chaminade, Jones. Jones. Like, he's not playing against those kind of schools. So, I can't really look at you and say, oh, he really liked that but without seeing like who you really go. He playing in one of these all. I don't know which all American game playing, but he playing in one of those games. So we are gonna see what he what he about when that when one of them games pop up. 
So we won't know until he gets on campus. So I'm not even going. I'm going to reserve judgment. That too as well. When he gets on campus, we'll, we'll see what he about then. And then with Miami's class, you said it, Sauce. So it's flawed. It's flawed because it's very top heavy. They have some great players in their class. Where Miami playing is a great player. Is a great player. Francis Marigo is one one of, if not the top offensive linemen in the country. Great player. What do you have really besides those two? I mean, if you look at their recruiting class, you got you got um so it's money, it's Francis. Then you got Wayne, the tight end from IMG. Uh I forgot who else. Cause I actually really like that tight end, Ryan Williams. That's his I name. mean, I mean, um, I'm not the biggest fan of Malik Bryant, but he's rated high. I mean, so really, it's the top three. Wayne is like that. Wayne was a five star, but twenty four seven hold him. They dropped him to a four. But Francis, Money, and Wayne is what's holding that class up. Yep. If you take away one or two of those, their class literally drops behind us, because people always talk about. Oh, you're supposed to be a math teacher. I'm like, yeah, I teach math, but let's talk about math. If you added that average, you take away that high grade, guess what happens to your grade? It drops. Love it. Considerably. But then they trying to act like um, me saying that is a bad thing or it's, it's wrong. I'm like, no, literally. If you take away those two five stars, your class is bottom, bottom tier. You have nine three stars. That's the most out of any school in the top ten. They're ranked seventh now, but if you look at all, like let's say you look at top eight, let's say you had another team behind them, they still have more three stars than anybody else. So their class is top heavy, but bottom heavy, if that makes sense. It's like they have guys that are ranked really, really bad. Like Kinsler is ranked damn near 900. Their quarterback, Emory, uh, what's the name? Emory Williams is 630 something. So, like, that's your QB1, and he's a three star. He's at the bottom of your commit list. That's bad. So now, and another thing, um, dang, what a hit! Um, we've seen them recruit like this, though. Like you literally are seeing it on the field. They've been recruiting like this. Their class have been very top heavy, and then got all three stars. What does that turn into? Five and seven seasons, losses to Middle Tennessee State. Blowout losses to Middle Tennessee State at home, I might add. But the thing that blows me with Hurricane fan base is how delusional some of them think. Now I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the phrase some because not all of them think and view like this. So they take um these seasons and saying thank you because you help weed out the bad players, but these are the same bad players that you were hyping up during the summer. Yep. Like mm-hmm. all these lies about Gaddis being a Bros Award winner, Kevin Steele old ass being a Bros Award winner, Mario winning Pac-12 championships in a Rose Bowl, like all these lies, bro. They talking about freaking um, what's his name? Who used to be our DC? Um, Charlie Strong. I knew it was Charlie something. I couldn't think of it. Like they kept hyping Charlie Strong, but I'm like, bro, that's literally the version of Randy Shannon, washed. No productivity. Your strength, your strength program is trash because you had to use all three quarterbacks in almost every game towards the end of your season. You were going games without scoring touchdowns, but only kicking field goals. Yep. Like, 
you you want you want to say you're bringing in talent, but how are you going to develop them? Mario hasn't done it at FIU. Oregon Heat underachieve, even though he won in conference, but you still underachieve. You yep. had a chance to go to the playoffs and blew it. Like you, you got your crack. You got your crack pushed in by Utah twice in a three week span. Like you knew you were going to play them again in the Pac twelve championship after they blew y'all out the first time. And what did they do? They went out there and blew y'all out again. That's so, how they did USC, but even though it wasn't like a blowout against USC. Not the first time. The first time what? They they won on two point conversion. And then the second game, that Pac 12 championship, they blew them out. But um yeah, I mean, and J Money said they got eleven three stars now. So you now have double digit three stars. And we used to be the same way saying, hell, some of these three stars are gems. Some of them are diamonds in the rough. Large. Yeah, we yeah, we we know how like Mark said, we know how this story ends. Because we've seen it under damn mother. It doesn't end well. At all. It ends with your coach getting fired. It ends with you know having teams like Middle Tennessee State you parade around saying they run the state of Florida. Because uh they did beat Miami FAU and FIU on the same year. So they technically do run Florida. They run South Florida, that's for sure. But they run the South Florida, I'm gonna say that. Let them let them do what FIU did that one year they beat Miami and start running around with the 305 chain. Yeah, Benvenidos a Miami. They still running around with that chain. Man, them boys made t-shirts, hashtags, short films. Like them boys beating Miami was like a Super Bowl for me out Tennessee. So I'm trying to tell you, like they did all they did all that. And bro, this is my thing with Miami fans. They bring up Vanderbilt so much, but lost to Middle Tennessee State. Bro, they then turn around and lost to Grant Hill University, who just took a legacy from them. Al Blaze Jr. is now a Duke Blue Devil. Hmm. And then they have guys going to SMU. Like, I'm not focused on Miami, but, like, just keeping it a book and, you know, just talking ball, it's, it's low-key a bad look. Like, why are your players transferring out at this right now? We got some transfers due to certain circumstances, but these are guys who are supposed to have promise and start and, you know, dominate at Miami. Like, Al Blake Jr. is a legacy. Like, his pops is well-known throughout fantasy football. Yeah, his entire family went through that school. It wasn't just Al Blaze, God rest his soul. Uh, Benny and Brian Blaze. I mean – they're, these are legacy guys, like you said. Man. And they coach, like SMU head coach, even though he's the coach at Miami. Um, I forgot his name, like Rick or Rick or something, whatever it is. Rick like Rick. that. Mm-hmm. Like that guy is. I w- I would take USC's class right over Miami as well. Bro, I gotta read this. Newberg said earlier that Jakeem Bell is a dynamic pass-catching tight end and reminds him of Aaron Hernandez in his prime. Okay, all right. All right, y'all. All right, um, Josh. You're showing your fandom a little too much right now. First of all, don't you ever in your life compare anybody that's committing to Florida State to Aaron Hernandez. All right, relax, y'all. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave that joke at that because 
Alright, what, what we got talk about now? Well, we ain't got much to talk about now, so let's wrap this up. We don't have much left, but uh, we do have breaking news on the former Florida quarterback. What we got? It's official today that he's in the portal. Official. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard that last week. Arizona State quarterback Henry Jones entered the transfer portal. So, uh, <laughs> man, where, where's he going to go now? That's my question. Yes, he is. So, who the hell knows? This man said, FCS, come on now. You can't do him like that. I just did. But, um, yeah, um, y'all got any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this up? It's going to be a little bit of a shorter show. But, uh, y'all got any final thoughts? Um, Gator fans, um, I just want to say be patient. Um, don't panic too much. Um, you know, the staff does need to be able to be at a place to close because we have an army supposedly um the more you, you donate to the collective the better chance we have of attracting more talent but just continue to weather the storm like in all kinds of weather doesn't mean that you are present and you know satisfied during the glorious moments like you need to be able to understand that every program is going to go through a phase of dominance and then also stack like being stagnant so just keep the faith. Don't stress out. Um, stay out these kids. Twitter, quit trying to read cryptic tweets. But just know we're going to vibe out. We're going to rock out. We're going to be good, man. Just just be patient. You know what I mean? Just be patient. That's what I'm saying. Thoughts, man. It's going to get better. It's just a question of when. Just vibe out. Let the staff do their job. They got to be able to do – you got to be able to throw that sauce said, But it's coming. Just vibe out. Be a fan. And just – Stay out the kids' tweets because y'all damn near called the whole damn stir on here. Green trail stuff last night for no reason. It could be personal stuff. Y'all don't know. Just don't read into them into the 17, 18 year old kids' tweets. Straight up. Breathe. Go outside. Have dinner with your friends. Something. Touch, Touch grass. grass. Touch grass. Exactly. <laughs> Touch grass. Seriously. Just rock out and just vibe. Man. Early sign day next week. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned, vibe out, leave these leave these kids alone. You know, and again, just remember these kids are gonna commit on their time, not your time. So, like Saul said, just be patient, vibe out, go go do something, go touch grass, have dinner with your family, you know, hang out with your girlfriend if you got one. You probably don't. Um, the oh, one yeah. kids. And if you did, you just broke up. But, um, yeah, just, again, leave these kids alone. Come on now. And keep supporting the team. Don't I got one more take. The coaches. the coaches at the games. I got one more take. What's that? Antoine Hill, Jr., 2025 quarterback, Houston County, or bust. That's all I got to say. One hundred percent with that. Rashada, Rashada, Lagway, Hill, or AJ Hill, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, um, I one hundred percent agree with that. If you don't know who Antoine Hill is, I suggest you go check out his huddle. And uh, just in case, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another one in there. You know, it's a year after him, Juju Lewis. After him, Juju got game, but let's be realistic, man. 
that boy's not gonna sit. Yeah, he he probably he probably he right, but still look they look now if he reclassifies twenty twenty five because there's rumors he might do that, you're gonna take him or Hill. Hill. Because Lagway's still gonna be here and he's not gonna try to sit behind him. Lagway. So honestly, that kid is gonna end up at a place like Auburn, Alabama, or USC. Clemson maybe depending on Dabo's still there, but realistically, those are the type of programs he'll end up at. But um, my guy, Mr. Eric Richards, who does the Army All American Bowl and stuff, he said that is the most gifted freshman he's ever scouted, and he scouted Bryce Young, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, just to name some guys, and he's been scouting for years. Like he's been scouting since before I was born. So that that says a lot about how good that kid. That kid, I'm telling y'all right now, that kid is special. I'm I'm gonna just straight up say it. If he was in the 2023 class, I think he'd be a five star quarterback. I kid you not. That kid is that good. He had 500 passing yards and five touchdowns in his state championship game, even though they lost by 35. Like, they played Caleb Downs. So, if you know about Alabama recruiting, you know SEC football, Caleb Downs and his team is like that. So, offensively, they, they were unstoppable. But Carrollton, oh, my God, they, that talent that they have is coming back next year. It's going to be a bloodbath. Man, what? He's going to put up some Trevor Lawrence numbers, but worse. He's going to be Man, they're going to step on everybody. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we we gonna wrap this up. Um, Sauce, appreciate you for joining us tonight on such short notice. Jerry, we praying for you. We hope you get well soon. So, um, yeah. Put down the coon, cuzzo. Yeah, stop mm-hmm. the raccoon. That's probably the other reason why you stick so. The Sly Cooper got stomach turning. I told him. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> but uh, Sauce, <laughs> not everybody know yeah. what you about the podcast. All right, so your boy um, has a sneaker podcast called Sauce Kicks and Sneaker Pod. Um, I have episodes dropping through YouTube, um, different content on YouTube. Um, I have the Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to your your podcast, I'm there. Um, I bring on different guests to talk about their love of sneakers. I talk about different things within the community, and I also share my interests, love, and just knowledge of sneakers. I'm not... um, a sneakerhead by any means. Um, I'm just somebody who's interested and loves sneakers. So if you see my background, obviously I have a lot here. And then I have like a lot like over here and everything. But like I'm really into sneakers. So if you want to know more or you just want to just have something different, listen to outside of sports, tap in with your boy, man. You won't matter be disappointed. Fact, matter of fact, give us a sneaker real quick that you got over there. Uh, let's see. I just got these Saturday, uh, the Cherry 11s. Nice. Ooh. Uh, Carmine, something Michael played in, you know what I'm saying? And to kind of end it, I wore these um, Saturday. I got the, you know, Space Jams, you know what I mean? Something slight, you know, something slight. Nice. Over there, why don't you? Oh, and just so we, you know, we ended on a good note. Your boy got some Yeezys. You know, shout out to Kanye. Before he got canceled, shout out to my boy G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Marcus, let everybody know where they can follow you in your burner that you may have. Uh, ain't no burner accounts necessary. You already know where I'm at. Marcus Davis, 904 on Twitter. 
Get the Gary takes, get the Jags takes, get everything. Marcus, stay off the ledge. Well, I'm not on the ledge. I'm cool. We fought the Titans Sunday. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm I'm happy. We beat we fought the Titans up, so I'm I'm happy. Cowboys or Knicks? Knicks for what? They gonna beat y'all ass. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna get and then you woke up. Well, what you gonna say we win that game though? You're not. Why are you crazy as hell? They gonna I'm listen. Gonna I think it'll be closer than people think because Jacksonville is actually pretty decent this year. So, um, I'm be honest to tell you how good Jacksonville is, how much they've improved. Just look at their game against the Lions because they've improved as well, too. So, um, there you go. That's all you got to do. But, yeah, our, we're 2-0 and against the AFC South. We're going to make it 3-0 this upcoming Sunday. Oh, y'all struggling against some two teams, though? Hey, man, I was in a choke. I, I, was, I was fighting for my life watching that game. I ain't going to lie. I was against, you were struggling against the Colts, too, until that fourth quarter bonanza. J Money, look, your Eagles, they look good. They, they, uh, we all knew the Giants wasn't like that. I told people when they were six and one, they were like that. Frauds. Like I said, I told people when they were six and one, it was not like that. Y'all don't pay attention to their record. They ain't like that. Because today, when they play the best team, watch what happens. Seeing it. Can't even beat the Washington Commanders right now. You, you ended in the tie with them. And then you got to play them this upcoming week. Yeah, they're going to beat y'all this time. Ain't gonna be no ties this time. They gonna beat y'all this time. So um, and somehow they're still in the playoff race. I don't get that because the NFC's bad. And speaking of playoff races, you want to see what you want to see a bad a division in the playoff race? Just look at the NFC South. And the Carolina Panthers are literally trying to tank, and they have a chance to make the playoffs right now. Hell, the NFC South is even just as bad. They ain't that bad. It's bad, bro. The, the, Titans aren't good. the Titans aren't good. They aren't, but the top team is six and seven, and the Carolina Panthers, who are trying to lose, are five and eight, and could literally make the postseason. Yeah, dude, the dog, the Jaguars fall in the postseason. That's they, a crazy. They win two out of your next three. Titans lose two out of your next three, and we get teams where to take off. And look, and look at that schedule. It's not impossible. Yeah, you'll win two out of three. Just won't be this week. Hey man, I just need my two out of three. I just want to be Jets, and I can be. I want to be Chuck. That's all I need. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at aceway one on Instagram at ace underscore way one. You can follow the podcast page on Twitter at inside underscore swamp and on Instagram at inside underscore Florida athletics. Follow Jerry on Twitter at jbreezyii and his burner account. At I am breezy I I, and on Instagram I think it's what what is it, Jagamar underscore I or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, I think I had a song this week. Um, looking at some ads. No, that's we know what you're doing now. Your head down. Um, no. Been listening to a lot of DJ Khaled lately too. You think you the best, huh? Oh, I know I am. You think he's suffering for success? I, I kind of am, but um. Yeah, you lie a lot. No. 
go. I'm gonna go with one of his remixes. I'm gonna go with the Welcome to My Hood remix. Nigga, what? <laughs> I reaction out of sauce because I knew he was gonna say something. Uh, he wasn't, but bro. In all seriousness, no. I'm a. I'm gonna pay homage to take off. Play a Migo song though. I'm gonna go Cocoon by Migos. All right, all right, not bad. Gotta pay homage. Again, RIP, RIP, take off. And uh, prayers up, continue prayers up for Mississippi State coach Mike Leach. It's a dire situation right now. Um, just continue to keep him and his family in y'all prayers. So, um, man, just, just do that. Um, we gonna leave with that. We gonna leave you as we always do for Anthony Beck, Sauce, and Marcus. We gonna leave you as we always do. Go Gators. God bless. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your mentors. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Wash your hands. Marcus. Wash your stink booty asses. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Wear your mask out there. Everybody at Jerry's job need to um hear that one. Wear your mask out there. Um, And just be safe. Just be safe. And um, that... Y'all have a good night. God bless. For sure. GG's, man. Go Gators. Always. When I take drugs, I go to the moon. Yeah. Spoil, bitch, tooth out, no shoes Walk in the club with one bitly with two Yeah, two By myself at the top like a coon Stop cocoon When I'm in the coop, I feel like a cocoon Designer get red bottles, baboon We the wave, we the wave, typhoon Take her out of the hills to fuck with some goons With bow home. Now look how this rose go, go, yellow, go, 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 long. Yeah, mop ties, frog eyes. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Yeah, no neighbors, no house on the hill with the acres. Oh, don't date her, no. Running through the squad, slaver. Running through, I'm the male. President Hunt, you a player. Twin chopper, Sonic and Tail. Twin chopper, Sonic and Tail. Twin chopper, nigga love when the birds sing. White cocaine, picky in the brain. Picky in the Keep me clean. You got it out the mud, I got it out the oh, oh, oh. You heard the cash rich niggas on force. On the plug, it's stitching cord. Got your favorite model on drugs. If you ain't know it, oh, when I take drugs, I go to the moon. Yeah, moon. Little spoil, bitch, tooth out, no shoes. 
one bit leave with two. Yeah, two. By myself at the top like a cocoon. Stop cocoon. When I'm in the coop, I feel like a cocoon. Stop, stop, cocoon. Designer gift, red bottoms, baboon. Bottoms, baboon. We the wave, we the wave, typhoon. Wave, typhoon. Take her out of the hills to fuck with some goons. Tryna say that no. Mama said don't let them know where you lay at Mama. Old bitch back in the day used to play back I'ma pull up person in the Maybach Northside nigga worry about the A-Bag no. I'ma be the mouth up and make a face back Black. Hit her from the bad bad baby throw it back uh. Have a heart attack <gasps> Can you handle that? So my jelly dabbing on everybody yeah. I'm on the code moving like a dead body Bad yeah. bitch when the collar but she real thought it That's the reason I can't even train nobody no. Selene the supreme on the dad daddy supreme. She coming home with me when she mad at you Sucking on me buckle in my knees throw a bag at you uh. Molly pull out Hercules when a nigga jack Hold on, wait, wait, hopping in the way, race stars in the ceiling like I'm living out of space. Maneuver like a boss, we don't never leave a trace. Dirty Diana, the top, I keep a nigga safe. Fucking no model, bitch, it be booty, little ways. I put in the money, yo, with these bitches any day. Different the people, they taking drugs every day. Yo, fuck what they say, let the plane go drugs, I go to the moon. Yeah, moon. Little sport, bitch, two thousand on shoes. Walk in the club with one bitly with two. Yeah, Myself at the top like a cocoon. Stop cocoon. When I'm in the coop, I feel like a cocoon. Cocoon. Designer gift, red bottoms, baboon. Bottoms, baboon. We the wave, we the wave, typhoon. Wave, typhoon. Take her out of the hills to fuck with some goons. In my throne, throne, sweep a nigga like I was a bone. Sweet, I be going up like a balloon. Chop a nigga with the bamboo and can't come. Twenty bitches running around new. Twenty, fuck a bottle, what fuck a number two. Nah, I got water dripping up my juice. They better act that bitch nigga, it ain't approved. Nigga, the game we will never lose. So many bitches might catch me on shade room. Got a pit bull, take a cup in the bamboo. Free all my niggas like a movie, they come and song. When I'm in the coop, I feel like I'm in the cocoon. Ten bitches ready up at the boom boom room. Boom boom, back in the zone, but ain't tuned. Top like a cocoon, top cocoon. When I'm in the coop, I feel like a cocoon. Cocoon. Designer gift, red bottoms, baboon. Bottoms, baboon. We the wave, we the wave, typhoon. Wave, typhoon. Take her out of the hills to fuck with some goons. Out of the Now she breaking pounds in my room. Pounds.